0: Welcome to Viralcast, MovieViral.com's official podcast. I'm Dan, the executive editor for the website, and I'm here today with two staff members. we got Mike, our staff writer, and Caleb, who is a contributing writer. How's it going, guys? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thank uh you for having us. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> so we, so today we'll be talking about Oz, the, the great and powerful. We'll also get into the buzz uh, to start off with the kind of you know fluff it out a little bit but there's some interesting things to talk about there i think too so uh to give you guys a little bit extra than just talking about one movie especially if you haven't seen it or you're not that interested uh so to kind of gear everything up let's talk about the buzz you guys can always read the buzz once a week on friday we talk about the biggest stories of the week what are people talking about and everything so the top three uh are what we're going to talk about uh so the biggest thing for the week was justice league as it Almost always seems to be now, <laughs> and it's <laughs> and it's almost always just rumor. Uh, it's very rare that we hear anything that is solid uh, news at all. So, Justice League has been rumored by Latino Review yet again <laughs> that uh, there's some some big things happening with it. So, Christopher Nolan supposedly is going to be producing it. Christopher Nolan for a lot of people who should know this but if they don't he, he directed the, the Dark Knight trilogy the Batman series uh, and he's producing Man of Steel the Superman movie so he said previously he wouldn't produce or do anything with Justice League but supposedly he is uh, and then uh, t- supposedly Zack Snyder might direct JL they're not sure yet uh, and that Christian Bale would return as Batman so that's some pretty big stuff there because it sounded like you know the way that Dark Knight finished and everything that Christian Bale would be done with it they're going to try to reboot it that was one of the bigger ideas that people were pretty sure about that he was going to, that they were going to reboot it. So, uh, I kind of want you guys to know, obviously none of this is certain, but I kind of want to know, do you guys like the idea of Christopher Nolan, uh, being back as well as, uh, Christian Bale, maybe returning as Batman? Uh, I'll start with, uh, Caleb. Um, yeah, I definitely,
1: uh, you know, like the, the, the rumor. I like the rumor that, uh, <laughs> Nolan will be back. Um, you know, it, it'll, with him behind it, I think that will you have a very interesting look um, and a very interesting story as well. Um, you know, trying to ground these very, you know, out there characters. Um, if that's what, you know, well, I guess that's what they have to do. I mean, it's Christopher Nolan, so a lot mm-hmm. of his stuff, all of his stuff is really ground-based in reality. Um, but, um, you know, I, I, I haven't um, really been paying attention in previous years to El Mayembe. Um, you know, this is mm-hmm. this year is really my first mm-hmm. sort of like interactions with him and I'm hearing a lot from people, you know, like you know, he doesn't have that great of a track record. Um, you know, you can't believe everything don't feed into El Mayimbe. Right. Um but you know, he's he's very charismatic. I you know, I respect <laughs> him for what he's doing. Um you know, and and the business the business behind this with Christopher Nolan and, 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 and uh and uh Christian Bale coming back you know, he made it sound very believable and very convincing. And I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm battling in my mind. You know, do I believe him? I mean, it sounds like he knows his shit. So, you know, what, you know, I just don't know what to believe. Yeah, I want to believe it. Right. Yes.
0: Yeah, you know, it's really tough. And, you know, for people who don't know, Amain Bay is a writer for Latino Review. He does these uh, videos too, mostly. And you're right, he's very charismatic. He has that sort of like uh, man on the street kind of a th- appeal, I think. And that supposedly they have these like inside scoops. And, from what I've seen, I don't know if anybody's tracked this at all, but it sounds like he's about 50-50 with his rumors. And a lot of his rumors are not, uh, you know, his scoops, if you will. They're not that out there. <laughs> so it's pretty easy for him to maybe kind of potentially guess that these are right. You know, because it's nothing, it's not like he's saying, oh, and this one, Superman's going to be from, he's going to be the Red Sun Superman. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you, know, you know, he's not saying anything crazy like that. So it's, it's, it's believable. Everything he said well, makes sense. The- like It makes sense to Christopher Nolan because there's a lot of talk behind the scenes that, Warner Brothers is desperate to try to figure out how to do this whole team-up movie uh, to get the huge numbers that Avengers did, that you know, with Marvel and Disney. So it's not too surprising that they might be desperate enough to try to really rein Christopher Nolan in, uh, try to keep him there and try to keep Zack Snyder there. I mean, one of the things that they, I think he said in his video also is the idea that Nolan would be kind of like this overseer of DC movies, just like uh, Whedon, Joss Whedon is for Marvel uh, and Disney, and then uh, that they're making... Uh, Mark Miller, I believe, uh, for Fox movies, the the, yeah, the, Mar- the Marvel Fox, movies, Marvel, Fo- so you know it sounds like that's kind of like the big thing now, and that's what they're trying to do. Which wouldn't surprise me that they're really trying to get someone, especially someone like Nolan, who's who has a huge track record here. Uh, but I just. You know it just i haven 't seen anything concrete uh from any of this stuff and and, and it 's not surprising, so I mean it could come true and oh he can he can chalk this up as a as a win as you know as as a true scoop, But then it 's like well you know how how far are you stretching you're not you know everything sounds pretty believable, and that 's part of the reason why his rumors are so popular is that they sound pretty believable. He has at least had a few that have come true I know that so from when i' just from guessing i'm I'm sounding at about fifty fifty or so uh which is not that great for your scoops, so I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> what do you think, Mike?
2: Well, yeah, um, I'm not really sure, per se, about Nolan. I mean, I didn't like Dark Knight Rises, per se, but, you know, just ignoring that, I, I really like the, the first two films, and I think that if you can go off more off that, um, that'd mm-hmm. be perfect for, me, for my Justice League movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, a, I'm not a big DC guy, per se. I'm more of a Marvel guy. Mm-hmm. So... I'm not that well versed, so I can't really say too much on Superman or Batman. And what about
0: Christian Bale coming back potentially?
2: Christian Bale coming back potentially. Um you know, I thought he was one of the better Batmans overall. Right. And, well yeah, there were yeah, only a few, but um Christian Bale. Um as long as he doesn't make Alfred whine and pout for fifteen <laughs> minutes, I'll I'll be fine with that.
0: I mean, because, you know, the question is, should they try to reboot this? Because there's no way, even if you bring Kirsten Bale back for Justice League, that's not a long-term solution for Batman. No. Uh, You know, and and they want to reboot that again, I'm sure. Uh, And there's been a lot of talk about maybe this is something, a a way of rebooting him. It doesn't sound like they're going to try to go the Joseph Gordon-Levitt route, you know, and having him uh, be in it. I think that would be cool, because that way you can still tie in. Because that's the big question, is are they going to try to tie in the Dark Knight trilogy into the, you know, this new DC universe that they're trying to create. Uh, you know, are they going to try to start over? It's really tough because Dark Knight is so grounded. Uh, and here you have DC. I think DC is even more fantastical in some ways than Marvel. Uh you know, with Superman, Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, this kind of stuff. Exactly, it's a little bit more fantastical, which is one of the reasons why it's been so difficult for them to keep to to make this happen. You know, I think the Avengers are a little bit more grounded. You know, Wonder Woman even is is, is kind of extremely; they can't even do anything. with Wonder Woman, it seems like. So, so, so <laughs> yeah, so, so that's the, that's the problem. I mean,
2: and I, I started watching this uh, animated show called Young Justice, and it's just oh, so I like it. Yeah, and it's so in enam- there's so much enamored in fantastical and magic yeah. and and you know all this hyper, like, technology work going on there, and it's like, right. well, you know, um, no one's universe is really <laughs> grounded, so I don't know how that will mesh with yeah. this Justice League movie that they got want.
0: Well, and, and I agree. I mean, I know some people really like Dark Knight Rises, but I think most people agree that it may be the most polarizing of the three movies, and maybe also a lot of people may agree it's the. The least best. Uh, uh, the uh, least uh, best. The best. I don't want to say worse. I actually like it, But a lot of people may think it's not the, one of the better ones out of the
2: three. Well, Batman but, Begins was clearly not the best of the three. Are you kidding me?
0: It, the, Batman Begins is like the best origin story I've ever seen for a superhero. Yeah. It's well, so good.
2: Of the three, that's what I'm just saying. Okay. When, you, when you say origin story, then that's a different story.
0: Well, I mean, and, and the question becomes, my whole point is that, you know, I kind of view just from my basic memory, I've only seen Dark Night Rises once. Dark night Rises seemed like the most superhero-y a little bit of the movies uh, because it has like a little bit more of that like, happy ending kind of a thing and um, you know the, the passing of the torch, that kind of thing. It, it sounds like, it, to me, it feels a little bit more superhero-y than the other ones, and maybe I'm wrong there. Uh, and, and that and that's my point, is that some people may didn't like Dark it Rises because of that, but then maybe, you know, so maybe that's kind of what shows you that that, concept of the Dark Knight may not work when they're trying to fit him in to Justice League. Because it it's really hard to kind of imagine how you're going to fit in that Batman with Justice League. I really think they should go Joyce of Gordon Levitt, but it doesn't sound like they're going to. Mm. So, I mean, they'll probably reboot it, which is fine. You know, I mean, they've done it before and it's worked. <laughs> Batman's, <laughs> Batman's probably had the best track record when it comes to uh, TV and, and, and movies. Because uh, they've used him more than probably almost any other superhero. Uh even Superman because just like, you know, he said the, the 60s show, he had the, uh, the show back in, I mean the movies back in the nineties, which were very popular, although not all of them were that great. then he rebooted them. And then also obviously Batman, the animated series. Some people consider, consider that to be one of the best animated shows ever. So, I mean, he's had a really good track record. So, you know, they're going to have to do something long term for him. So it it wouldn't surprise me if they just rebooted all together. Right. Right. Cool. Um, I really want to start, like, tracking, like, El Maybe's. uh, I want to track his, like, scoops <laughs> and see if they, if they come true so I can get, like, a percentage because it's so hard because they sound so good. Like, he gets these juicy scoops from both DC and Marvel, and I was just like, God, they sound so good, but I just don't know. It's like, it's like junk food, you know? It's like, you want to read, you want to read it, and so it's like, I want to, like, track it to see how well, because I don't know if anybody has.
2: That sounds like a Reddit thing, probably. <laughs> I know. It's somewhere there.
0: <laughs> I know, just, just scounge out for it. Um... I'll talk about the uh, the third one I listed, even though uh, because it happens to be a little bit connected. Uh, Christopher Nolan uh, has a new movie that he's going to be doing called Interstellar. Very little is known about it, um, but it's the one thing that they announced this week was that it was going to be released in November of 2014, and that it's going to be, um, we do know it has something to do with Interstellar travel. Uh, stuff like that. So it's some sort of space voyage thing, which sounds really interesting. Uh, from the Even though we know very little about it, uh, w- how do you guys feel about this movie and the fact that it looks like it's definitely coming soon? I'll start with uh, Mike this time.
2: An interstellar grounded film, probably. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, it, I'm, it seems like that's the direction we're going to now. I mean, there's this... Um, Oh god, I can't remember the but it was Sandra Bullock and I think George Clooney. There was a, like a survivalist sort of thing and, oh, and yeah. Gravity. Yeah. Gravity, yeah. And then there's this Wachowski thing going on and Mila Kunas was talking about it. There was like a lot of wire work in the space age film. Hmm. So that's where it looks like the direction is going towards right now. The the trends, I guess. We're ditching the whole fairy tale thing and going with interstellar stuff. Hmm. But um I like this. It's like it, it seems kind of like Star Wars meets something else, you know, it, but with a grounded sort of feel to it. So I'm very interested in seeing what um, this movie could be about, and I'm excited that there could be a viral potential to this, too. Mm-hmm. So,
0: what do you think, Kil?
1: When I read what this film is going to be about. I, I was like, just you know, shut up! I don't you know. Just take my money already. Like this is this is my number one anticipated film for 2014. Like, screw Guardians of the Galaxy, and and Thor. Uh, I mean, uh, Captain America too. Like, this one is the movie to see. Uh, I mean, it, it's 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 space travel. I think I read some. I think there was time travel. There's alternate dimensions. Like, yeah,
0: it's just like it sounds pretty crazy.
1: I mean, th- this might not be... This might be um, Chris Merlin's first, you know, ungrounded film. Like, Mike said it was, you know, interstellar grounded. This is like,
0: you know, this is like... Uh, oh, God. Like, I'm just too well, excited. <laughs> well, so it's, it's important to note, too, that, um, you know, people talk about him being grounded and stuff, but, you know, i don't try to remember his movies to see if there's anything that's been a little bit more fantastic. Because even Memento for the, the high concept was pretty grounded. Uh, but... You know, one of his biggest influences uh, as a filmmaker was Pink Floyd's The Wall, <laughs> which is very much not grounded. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, he was at the LA Film Festival a couple years ago, and they screened that, and he talked about it. Uh, and I, you know, that was really interesting to, to hear him. And, and the whole point of the of the what kind of really got to him about Pink Floyd's The Wall was it's about memory and not sure what's really happening that kind of stuff. And the idea of memory in the brain was something that really fascinated him. Um, so it's just the it shows that he definitely has some influences that are a little bit more than just grounded. stuff. So, so to see him kind of maybe really fulfill that in some sort of way is interesting, but definitely I think, you know, we can really agree that, you know, it's not going to be something kind of silly or anything like that. It's going to be something that no. is going to feel real. I can't, no. I, I imagine it's going to be more of a sci-fi drama as opposed like to exception sort of. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah, exactly. space would be crazy. <laughs> like something like that. So, you know, that's going to be, cause you know, you think about a movie like conception, like you just said, Oh, it's about people who go into people's dreams. It sounds kind of silly, <laughs> but then you, but then you watch it and it's obviously an amazing film. So he's the kind of guy that can do that. He can make a film that maybe on its surface sounds kind of silly or dumb. Um, even this, which is a very generic sounding exactly, but you know, just hearing his name can, connected to it, it just brings on a whole different feel. Uh, and I, yeah, it's going to be anticipated. I hope they kind of keep the secret seal about it. Uh, like you have been mentioning going a little bit of the JJ Abrams route here. <laughs> of just trying to be all secret. History box. Yeah, exactly. But it works, you know, <laughs> And especially for someone like Nolan, these movies are so anticipated. Uh you know, everyone that he does, I mean there's so much hype and, and build up around it. And he always delivers, it seems like. So, you know I I agree that this this sounds like it's probably gonna be my, my most anticipated movie of twenty fourteen. Um, maybe barring Guardians of the Galaxy it depends on how the development is on that. <laughs> Chris Pratt <laughs> And I, I know. guess is um
1: it's interesting to note that Paramount and Warner Brothers will, you know, jointly distribute right. this. I mean, in the past, you know, we've we've talked about how they work together with their marketing. You, know, they, they put um, a P- Paramount. No, wait, Warner Brothers put Paramounts. You know, Star Trek in a Darkness prologue on The Hobbit last December, mm-hmm. and now they're actually going to you know, work together and distribute this
2: picture. So
0: you know, that, that's yeah. how that's how you know it's going to be expensive. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> when they have maybe two studios.
0: Yeah, when you have two major studios distributing it, you know it's going to be a, a very expensive movie. <laughs> So the uh, the other big story of the week is uh James Bond, which I'm very happy that's a big story. <laughs> I'm a huge James Bond fan now after I did my huge uh, marathon over uh the winter break. Uh so Sam Mendes looks like he won't be returning to James Bond unfortunately. There's you know, they're already kind of gearing up for the next movie after Skyfall was huge, made over a billion dollars. There's talk that Sam Mendes might come back to re- to direct the next one, especially because they aren't going to do Back to back, they were talking about maybe doing two back to back movies, but he didn't couldn't fit that in his schedule. So they were saying, okay, let's just do one. And now it sounds like that even that's too much. He has too much stuff going on. So, the, but he would like to return at some point, maybe. You know, and the producers seem to be cool with that, which I would imagine, considering I mean, he made the movie that made over a billion dollars for them, that's not too surprising. Um, so, what do you guys think about? Uh, I don't, maybe I don't know. I can't remember what you guys thought about Skyfall. So maybe talk about that a little bit. And you know, who would you maybe like to see? Come back into that, or the, just the idea that he's not returning. Uh, sorry, Caleb. Um, yeah, I enjoyed Skyfall. It was
1: uh, very refreshing after you know the lackluster. Uh, what was that? Quantum oh, Sol- Solace. Yeah. yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, I almost fell asleep on that one. Oh. Um, oh it's not that <laughs> Um, I really enjoyed Sam Mendes' take on, on on the Bond franchise, and I'm very disappointed to hear this news. I, I was looking forward to him coming back and you know continuing this story. I mean, it's a very that that was, I think, one of my favorite Bond films. Yeah. Um, it might even be my new number one Bond film. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm just looking forward to seeing where they take this. But you know, I don't know. <laughs> um, I. Are you, do you want to know who yeah, you'd yeah. like to see come on and yeah he, he, yes yeah who do you think um Mick G yeah you know, this is gonna say so oh. this is gonna sound so cliche I mean everyone's saying it but
0: you know Christopher Nolan uh, I think yeah yeah you know, it's so obvious you know. though That's so yeah. obvious though that's too obvious
1: um, how <laughs> about uh, okay well scratch that how about uh, M Night Shyamalan oh God. <laughs> <laughs> There's a twist. He can um, he can cameo as uh the new M. Oh gosh, no, uh, they, they already he, have a good
0: M. I like that. Well, yeah, because uh, yeah, I like I like Ralph Fiennes as, as M. <laughs> they'll,
1: they'll kill him off, unfortunately. And M. Night Shyamalan will you know weasel his way in there. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> uh, I've got a mission for you, Mister Bond. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be terrible. He's There's some about- aliens coming, and I need you to go to another Earth and you know stop this from happening.
0: I don't know the just- plants. With Hi. your son. A James, a, a James Bond alien movie would be interesting. Uh, There's some aliens coming to kill us. We're going to kill them first. <laughs> <laughs> and, then he'll, and, then, and then he'll have sex with one of them. <laughs> oh he's, God. The, he's, he's the Captain Kirk of uh, spies. Uh, so what do you think, uh, Mike? What do you think about the, the news? And, and maybe who do you think would be a good replacement?
2: Um, well, I, I'm i not disappointed, per se, because you know the Bond films have... Going, having this reoccurring theme of changing its directors, um, almost every other film, I guess. Every other film, it's I, pretty common.
0: It's rare that they actually have someone back to back. They've had a few, yeah. had it a few times, but it's pretty rare.
2: So, so I can't say I'm really shocked or you know disappointed, but um, I liked his take on it um, up until the third act. Um, it just started slowing down at that third act, so I was kind of disappointed by the how it ended and everything. But overall, I liked it and. Um, as who I want to direct, I probably want Alfonso Cuaron to direct it.
0: Ooh, that'd be interesting. So give it some uh, international flavor. <laughs> yeah,
2: it. exactly.
0: Yeah. I mean, I really like Skyfall. Um, Casino Royale is probably my favorite. And then Skyfall is probably number two, especially probably because you're right, that the third act, I still like how the third act played out, but I agree that it sort of, it really shifts a little bit, um, in a way that maybe that drops it, that drops it to my number two or otherwise would be my number one. Uh, and, and I'm really, I'm cool with him, with someone else returning, because they've been pre- getting some good directors recently, uh, Some I'm, I'm okay with that, and, you know, like say he'll come back at some time maybe, which would be nice. The cinematography was so great on this movie. Oh, yes. Uh, so that's why, I, I hope they can keep the, was
2: such a I was actually voice. hoping that would win, the yeah. Academy Award, actually. I was,
0: was kind of surprised it didn't, so uh, I hope that uh, they have someone him come back, or uh, someone else maybe similar, to that, that whole style was really nice. The, uh, I think I th- I'm trying to think who would be a really good replacement. I know Steven Spielberg at one time said he wanted to do a James Bond film, but I can't imagine that working. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have like a person that I really, really look through to because he always kind of like I would have never chose Sam Mendes, you know, <laughs> like he would not have been someone on my list of like oh this he'd be a good person, but he just you know he nailed it. So it's so hard to try to predict you know who would be a good choice, uh, but. uh I mean, are you, are you guys surprised that Skyfall made over a billion dollars? The first Bond film, it's the most highest grossing Bond film ever.
1: I, I was a bit surprised, but not really. I mean, it was a very good picture, and you know, the opening weekend numbers were were strong. So yeah,
0: I have yeah. to say the
2: same thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah, international. It's the international money that really kind of killed yeah. it. So it did really well in like China, which the other one didn't do. I was looking at some of the numbers compared to Quantum of Solace, and how it just it just. Blue, blue quantum solos out of the water in terms of international numbers really interesting um, alright so that's, that's the big stories of the week you a bit. if you ever want to go to, uh, people want to read our uh, buzz feature under features you can see the buzz click on that you'll see all our buzzes you can get all the big news of the week um, so let's get into the meat of it Oz the Great and Powerful so this is released by Disney came out this weekend uh, I didn't actually see what the numbers were, but it looked like it was trending very high. Let me see. It looked like it was made over eighty million dollars, uh, which is very good. <laughs> uh, I think it made over five hundred thousand
1: worldwide.
0: Oh yeah, because yeah, it, inter- it released internationally. So yeah, so I mean, it's doing, you know, it's doing very well. Uh, it's gotten generally good reviews. Like, I think on uh, Rotten Tomatoes close to 60 but then like on IMDB it's like 7.1 so it's getting solid reviews uh it's a prequel to the Wizard of Oz the 1939 film uh that's obviously iconic uh so and also plays into the books he um uh the books there's several of the Oz books so uh, yes the the, uh but it's really obviously you can tell just by the winks and nudges that it's definitely a prequel to the film (laughs) uh (laughs) And it was directed by Sam Raimi, who's uh, best known for the Spider-Man movies as well as uh, Evil Dead series. So very different kind of <laughs> movies, but uh, this kind of <laughs> it's almost in between. Uh, and it has James Franco starring as Oz, um, uh, the Wizard of Oz, and then uh, you have a, a great cast of Michelle Williams and Rachel Wise and Mila Kunis. So. Uh, Per usual, I won't go first. I want to see what, you guys seem to have a much better opinion of the film than I did. So I kind of want to know what you guys think. Uh, I'll start with Mike. What kind of give us your kind of just overall basic review of the, of the film?
2: Oh my gosh, I love this film. <laughs> I I was just gushing over this film. I mean, everything from the visuals. Um, you know, even though the story was bad, I, I mean, the oh. way the the cast played that story out was just so so endearing and I just loved it because Franco is just so charming in that thing I mean I was even wooed by him dude <laughs> but, but, and there's these little jokes and everything these kitty jokes but then like I don't know if I wanted to spoil this but there's there's some adult uh, in, uh, sexual innuendos in this film too <laughs> yeah towards, well, towards the beginning I guess but um just I'll leave I'll leave the audience up to to know what that is <laughs> but yeah um I mean the three D in this film was just the best three D I've ever seen in like since this whole three D thing started, whenever it started with Avatar, I guess. But right. um I guess there was this this whole thing with your eyes and um same Remy was explaining about this at the junket, but he was talking about how your eyes can only adjust so fast to, you know, the speed of switching of the scenes and everything. So um, yeah, I did not have a headache once at all. I did not have my eyes not straining. It was just I was sitting on my seat and just laughing out throughout this whole movie. Um, I mean, there were some playful times at it too when stuff would pop out your face, and it's, it's not all popping out. It's it's all this depth and everything like that. So it's clearly one of my favorite films, and well, seeing how early it is, it's just like... My top film so far. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens, but, um,
1: Caleb, what do you think? Um, yeah, you know, I, I share Michael's enthusiasm and love of this picture. Um, you know, I I wasn't expecting you know Rami to be so generous with the pop out effects. Like when I go to see a three D movie, mm-hmm. that's what I want to see. Yeah, I don't want a whole lot of it. I mean, I saw – I have the Lorax here on 3D Blue, <laughs> and I was watching it. I just got so tired of of all the pop-out. Like, every scene is something popping out. You don't need all that. Right. Maybe one, two – I mean, even five is is enough.
2: Starts to get just, redundant after a while. Yeah.
1: Even little, even little subtle things coming out. Like, um, in, in Dread 3D, there's not a lot of pop-out, but there's like a, the, a corner of a table that comes out of the screen a little bit towards the beginning of the film. Little stuff like that. I mean, you don't have to have like, uh, you know, fingers pointing out. It's all this gimmicky stuff like they do at the amusement parks. You don't. Mm-hmm. Have to, you can use it in a creative way and still have stuff come out of the screen. I mean, that's what a 3D movie is. I mean, I, you know, I like all the you know the depth is good and everything. But Avatar is not the best 3D movie. Get over yourselves, people. <laughs> it's Oz the Great and Powerful. Okay.
2: <laughs> it's been said. Let <laughs> it be known for the record. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, the acting was, was wonderful. I liked the story. I thought the script could have used um a, a bit of work. Just just a just a little bit. There was some uh dialogue. There was a bit of dialogue that I mm-hmm. thought was a bit weak. Um you know, there's one line in there by Michelle Williams. She says to um to uh James Franco, You are you are weak. Um Oh damn! I I, try, I tried to commit it to memory because I was going to write the review. But when I asked Mike, he said he so I, you know, I was like, okay, you, you know, you've got it. But I was going to use it. <laughs> no. Do you remember the line? Mike it was like, when when she first met him, she's like, you're weak, you are selfish, you are. Um,
2: I don't remember this line. <sighs> I, I know what you're the, talking about. It's the
1: best line in the whole movie. Ah, <laughs> oh, and you're a it's fibber. Okay. So, she says she and you're, a, land, fibber, you're yeah. a fibber. You're weak." You're selfish. You have. Oh, there's three things, four things she says. I mean, then she ends up with, and you're a fibber. And it was just absolutely hilarious. She's such a cute little woman. Oh, my God.
2: You <laughs> are <She was laughs> um, like emulating Marilyn Monroe almost, to me, at least. <laughs> if you've seen uh, my week with Marilyn, it's like, oh, my gosh. Uh, no, I want to see Marilyn in there. So. Yeah,
1: yeah she's, she's so great. And um, the action. Is is wonderful to uh, the uh, you know the, the witch's powers? It's just you know with uh, mm-hmm. Rachel Wise you know zapping Rachel Williams. It was it was great. You know it's so so much fun. Just a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I, I love it. I love it. That's you know people. I I, I have a 3D TV and, and I'm, I always read reviews about 3D movies and whatnot, Blu-rays and stuff. And people are talking about oh I pop in avid hearted to demonstrate my 3D system to friends. No, <laughs> you're no longer going to be using you know all those. Mediocre 3D pictures. You're going to be using awesome great and powerful if
0: you want to show off <laughs> your 3D system. Okay. Nice. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, um. Well, I'll tr- i on you guys. I'll start with the good stuff then. For what I think. Oh, <laughs> you. <laughs> so I agree. I agree. This is, I, I'd have to compare, but I I agree. This is one of the best 3D movies in terms of you know the 3D part of it was probably the best I'd seen. You're it. One of the things I hate is when there's 3D and it's very subtle. Uh, like you guys were saying you need you want some pop out stuff. Uh, so there is definitely plenty of that. Uh, there's some moments that are really scary actually and that and that 3D kind of helps with that. So I, I agree and I thought the 3D was very solid, very very well done. It's probably out of all the movies that are because Avatar is almost like almost just like it's almost like an animated film. So it's like for a movie that's that feels a little bit more real, it's definitely the best. I'd have to compare to Avatar, but it's definitely up there. Um, I do think it was very fun. It was a very fun movie. Uh my favorite thing were the some of the side characters. I loved um the monkey and the China doll. Uh, they, were, they were great. Um so uh Finley was the monkey, uh, voiced by Zach Brath, uh, and then uh Joey King uh voiced China Girl. Uh, yes. So they were they were great, especially China Girl. Oh my god, she was so funny and she has packing so, so a
2: shiv, dude.
0: She was so Just, yeah, exactly, and she was so cute. But then she had like these really kind of evil little moments that are hilarious. <laughs> uh, you know, like, but,
2: like, ship. But, I don't want to yeah. get near that china doll that the oh, yeah. ship. Well, and obviously. she's like,
0: "Let's kill ourselves, a witch." And like, <laughs> she had like the best things And that. But I thought that Zach breath was very good as Finley, and I thought that the I actually thought, you know, based on some of the reviews and what Mike was saying, you know, a lot of people were saying that the story. I actually thought the story was really solid. I thought it really tied in well with the. Uh, The Wizard of Oz. I thought it was a story that really made sense. It was a solid story. That was one of my favorite things. I thought, okay, this makes sense and this fits everything. Um, It felt like they were trying to pretend like who would be and wouldn't be the Wicked Witch, but I was like, everyone knows. (laughs) But, But other than that, I thought it was really solid. Um, that's pretty much the biggest things I liked about it. The, the one of the biggest, the problem I felt with it, the biggest issue I had was the tone was all over the place. I mean, there were times where it was kind of whimsical. There was times where it's kind of slapstick comedy. There was times where it was uh, scary and stuff. Like, like I, I saw the kids. There was a lot of kids at the screening I went to, and I could, there were some of them were freaking out during it. Some of the <laughs> en, some of the end parts with like those monkeys. Oh my god, it's so creepy. So, I mean, and and they're cool, but like, my God, it's like, what kind of film are you trying to be? I could, that's the one thing I was a problem. Like I said, it was fun and they had, it was an adventure, but it was just, it didn't feel like it melded together. Like they had all these different things going on at different times where it was a completely different tone. And I just couldn't figure out, like, what the hell of the kind of movie are you trying to be? Uh, That was probably my biggest issue. Uh, I do think that the CGI sometimes wasn't the greatest. Like I said, the 3D was good, but sometimes the, the computer graphics, like, a lot of times when they had close ups, Oh, the people, it looked like they were in front of a green screen. I mean, they they did they did something behind mm-hmm. them, it was silly. Sometimes when they were doing distant shots and you saw them kind of running, and it was obviously CGI characters running instead, I was like, okay, that looks pretty obvious. So things like that kind of bothered me. Uh, I actually really didn't like Mila Kunis's portrayal of uh, Theodora in this movie. Yeah, I, I said so that she was one of the weakest right there, links yeah. in this whole. And, and I and I love Mila Kunis, and I, as most guys do, <laughs> 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 but she was terrible. I thought that because she had this really random, like, and this kind of goes towards the tone also. She had this really sort of innocent, kind of naive persona in the beginning, which I don't know why, and then just maybe it's just a contrast when she turns, and maybe this is a spoiler, and I apologize um, that she turns into the Wicked Witch of the West. And like, and her makeup was terrible. She looked yeah. like the mask. She, <laughs> <laughs> she did. Oh my god! That's all I can think of. But I you, am just now seeing this. Yes, she <laughs> looked like the. I mean, the the witch when when again spoiler when when Rachel Wise turns into to the, the wicked witch of the east, she looked scary. And yeah, she
1: was scary. She I
0: was mean, you do fucked. that. You do oh that. God. You do that, but with green makeup. Okay, great. <laughs> but no, they they gave her like this really kind of plasticky looking skin. And she was like way over the top. I get she was trying to do some of the things that they do in in the, in the original film, but she was just like really over the top the way that she acted. Uh, yeah, that, that character like she would do like the cackle really randomly and like really just like out of nowhere. Ah, she, oh, she was terrible, and, <laughs> and it bothered me. It bothered me because I love her so much. And then every time, and, and this is not really her fault, but every time she was off screen, like at first when she first turns. She's off screen, you don't, because they don't want to show what she looks like when she's talking. And all I kept thinking was Meg Griffin. <laughs> like, oh, okay. she, she turned into Meg Griffin. <laughs> Ouch. So, because uh, that's her voice, it's not fair. I mean, that's her, but that's how I kept thinking. And every time I don't see her, I always hear that voice. Um, so that was probably one of the weakest things for me. And, but i don 't know that 's pretty much my biggest issues I had with it, and but that was enough for me to kind of go, like I still thought overall it 's a good film. I recommend it to, to people, but those were like nagging things for me i 'm like man, I think it just really kind of gotten the tone a little bit more consistent and I think if they really cleaned up theodora 's the, the, the Theodora character, I think this could have been a, a much more solid uh, film I mean, a, a really great film even uh, as it is I just think it is as a good film uh but I mean, I saw some people really trashing it. But I, I definitely don't feel that. I was watching um, SourceFed. I don't know if you guys—it's a YouTube channel uh, that they do news and stuff. But they also do some little weird reviews, and both of the people that were reviewing it hated it. And they're like, and they're like in their mid twenties, mid late twenties. So they like hated it. I was like, okay, relax. <laughs> it's actually so. I think it's yeah. Fun. Look, look at the rating and look what
2: it's going towards, man. I mean, you can't expect it to be yeah you know, whatever kind of film. So. But I
0: thought it was solid. I th- like I said, I think I think the story was good. I really liked the climax. uh <coughs> Sorry. Um, you know, the way that they did it so that he came back and everything and how they tied all I thought they tied everything in really well. Uh so that's something I really liked about it. And Bruce Campbell was in it, so he can't go wrong. Exactly. I, um,
1: <laughs> I was just a bit confused.
0: You know, while yeah, while you I do agree that there are
1: some things wrong with it. Like I like that there it's, it's not a perfect picture by right. any means, but um I was just confused as to why they didn't set up the scarecrow and the tin man. They set up the cowardly lion perfectly.
0: They oh se- yes. They set up a little bit in in, in certain ways cuz you have um the one the one the tinkerer, you know, that's kind of uh, a little bit of that and then also they had strawman. So they had Yeah, as that was of, the I scarecrow mean, they,
1: thing. They, but they <laughs> to
0: life, like
1: how's he, you know, come
2: to life, you know? Well, yeah, oh, I mean, well that was just a nod I think more than anything. Yeah,
0: well you got to realize that, you know, they're going to make sequels. <laughs> so, are they yeah, They yeah, they already confirmed it they're going to be making a oh. sequel. So is, is Dorothy going to come to Oz
1: in this one or are they going to continue to fight? I, well, I, I don't
2: think so. No, they said WB owns the rights to the 1939 film. So they can't use any of the Ruby slippers.
1: Yeah. So it's, how are they even able to do this one? Like,
2: Oh, it's kind of I crazy. Think, it's a, it's a public
1: domain. So yeah. That's yeah. Why. Yeah. The, book, oh, okay. the, book,
0: the books are public domain. So they, there are certain things they can't do. I was, yeah, I was reading some about that too, about how there's, there's certain elements they couldn't keep in there. Uh, they were oh. able to keep, they were able to do a lot though. I was surprised, but, uh, that's, that was the biggest problem they had was that they, they, I guess, yeah, Warner Brothers still owns the rights to the, uh, the first film,
2: shiny red slippers
1: instead.
0: <laughs> that's interesting
1: that, that Warner Brothers still you know owns the rights to those, but then Disney was able to do this one. And then if you, I don't know if you guys are you know that detail oriented like I am, but I was listening during the score when they introduced the Munchkins. Okay. Danny Elfman incorporated a couple of bars from the you know the Munchkin songs they sing. You know we right. are the. He, he, I, really? Did you hear that little? He, he, there were a couple of bars in there from that song. I
2: could have sworn I heard it. I have to hear the soundtrack again just yeah. to make sure.
0: Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to see it. i have to hear that again. But like I said, they were able to do nods. I'm sure there's you know it's always complicated when it comes to rights in terms of what you're allowed to do and not allowed to do. So, uh, they, I'm, I'm sure they had to fight to walk that fine line, which is always tough. I just that's why I'm surprised it wasn't like Warner Brothers trying to do it. I don't know who where this idea originated from. Uh, so that may be part of the problem. If it was something that originated from Disney anyway, then obviously you know they're gonna do it. But if it was someone if it was an individual, then why didn't they just go to Warner Brothers, you know?
1: It came from Hollywood co- collectively not wanting to do a wicked adaptation.
0: Yeah, they should just do that. I don't understand that. Like Wicked's like super popular. Yeah, and it's, it's been it's, it's a wicked problem. For- it's, a, it's wicked popular.
1: That's uh-huh. <laughs> I like that. It's really popular. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's been in development, rumored to be in development for years now. Yeah, and where it? where where is it? Universal? Is that who? I want it, is it yes, is that,
0: uh, Universal has the rights to it?
1: Yeah, I I do believe so.
0: Yeah, hmm. uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are many trying to work on it or something. Because I don't think musicals make that much money, though. That's probably probably the problem. Uh, I don't think, especially nowadays, I don't think musicals do that well. They usually don't cost that much either, but they don't make a whole lot of money anymore. Well, if they start doing the live
1: singing thing, I think you know, people will start to appreciate them more.
0: Well, well that worked for Les Miz because of the, the storyline. Mean, that doesn't work for every film. I think I think it would. Because sometimes I, you want to hear the real songs. I mean, Lady Miz is all about like the emotion behind the songs. It's a super depressing movie so you know that's the point miserable
2: is in the title exactly
0: Exactly. did you guys cry like i cried i haven't seen it actually
1: i still i was on the the brink of
2: crying
0: so
1: when i saw the movie i was on the brink but then i listened to the soundtrack a couple weeks after on the bus going home from school (laughs) and i was like fighting the tears. like don't do it just wait till you get home don't do it (laughs) don't do
0: it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you wept like a baby. No, this, yeah, the soundtrack, especially. But, yeah, no, I mean, that works for that movie. I don't think that's something you can do all the time because it doesn't make sense. I mean, people want to hear the music. They, you know, they want to, you know, most people are used to hearing the music separately like that. So, I, you know, unless it really fits your movie, then it's not worth it. I don't yeah. think. But, you know, who knows? They could do that. Um,. Yeah, I mean, do you guys have any other thoughts about uh, the film? I mean, you, did you guys like the side characters like I did? The uh, Finley and uh, China Girl? I love Finley and China Girl and Nook. Was it Nook?
2: I don't even know how the name is pronounced. But yeah, the... I liked him. Who's that? Nook. Nook! Oh, Yeah, uh, he kept, on, yeah. He, he was, yeah, he he kept on bashing uh, Bruce Campbell's character. <laughs> yeah. And then, so it was like, oh my gosh.
1: That was Bruce Campbell because I kept looking for him. And I'm like, maybe he's this guy. And then, yeah. Yeah, he was the guy. Not...
2: Yeah. That was Bruce Campbell the winky guard.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, and actually, and I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Michelle Williams. I really don't like her that much. Maybe it's because oh. I remember, remember her from Dawson's Creek and I didn't like her character. Yes. But, uh, but I really liked her as Glinda the Good Witch. I, I thought she played that really well. So, she but, was
2: like a motherly figure to me whenever I saw that, including that Marilyn um, tidbit I was adding on earlier. But, yeah, um, yeah that whole tonal thing you were referring to earlier, um, you just referred to the whole romantic thing at first, like those first few minutes. And then, Throughout the film, it just didn't appear, and at the very last second, it just said, "Oh wow, well I'm in love with you." All of a sudden, like, "Yeah, okay. they, they should
0: have referenced that more." I mean, you know, they had some interesting backstory, and like I like how they used this, some of the same characters from his real life to the to the Oz, just like they do in the movie *Wizards the Oz*. But right. uh, but they uh, it didn't pay off as much. I mean, they did it really well with Finley. They paid off that in terms of like you know yeah the whole the whole concept that that. Uh, his assistant was not his friend, but then now, he, now as a monkey, he is his friend. Uh, yeah. So that, that paid off really well. Um, you know, and even the, a little bit to a certain degree, that China girl, girl in the wheelchair idea, they, uh, but I felt like with her, it was just so random. It was like, great, I knew he he felt for her, but she didn't really seem like she felt for him. Uh, exactly. And, and it was very subtle. And so then all of a sudden at the end, it's like, oh, by the way, we're, We're gonna make out in this little uh, hidden area. (laughs) I don't know. It was really weird. So I think they could have played it up uh, better or did something more with that. And I agree. It's part of it's the dialogue. Some of the dialogue wasn't that great in it. So, Uh, but yeah, overall, I I agree. I mean, I I know I nitpick at it, but it's like uh, I I definitely think it's a fun film. It's definitely a, a good adventure. Uh, I recommend it to most people. I mean, if you're taking your kids, be careful because there's some scary parts in there, uh, especially <laughs> especially with the monkeys. Uh, the evil monkeys are pretty, pretty Evil terri- monkeys. They're pretty, they terrifying. look like
2: baboons actually. I mean, yeah, they, they are. there probably, was this debate are. we had after the screening and so say like, they're not monkeys like in the wizard of Oz. They're baboons. It's so like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. So,
0: but so yeah, but they were pretty, they are pretty terrifying when there's a few moments like that, but uh, overall it's a fun, it's a, it's a fun ride. So I definitely still recommend it to people. Uh yeah, so that's pretty much it. Uh thanks guys for coming on. Uh thank you. Thanks. We'll uh we'll find some other interesting movie uh soon to talk about. Do a review here. we got it's rare where we've gotten three of us to actually watch the movie the weekend it came out so it's pretty cool oh, Dan don't front we just saw it a week before <laughs> what I'm saying but by, by, by the <laughs> time yeah exactly by, by the time the movie came out we it's you know all of us had seen it that, at least by that weekend <laughs> so,
2: we had everything prepared Yeah, exactly. so yeah.
0: We, had, we had lucky yeah especially I mean that's really rare where all three of us got to see it before the movie even came out so that was kind of nice Um yeah so that's it thanks guys for coming on and uh we'll talk again